It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti with you guys here. Continuing rolling through this week as we are now in the month of July. Can you believe it? We can finally say now that this month sports are, at least on the American side, sports are back. Because July means baseball is back in about three weeks. Uh, The NBA is back at the end of the month. The NHL hopefully at the end of the month, maybe early next month. Uh, And we expect that training camps will be will be started up as well at the end of the month. But we got a little bit of news that I want to touch on here. You know, affects the whole league, obviously. Um, So we'll kind of focus a little bit on the Panthers with this news. And that is the news that as... And it's something that we had been expecting for a while. We've touched on this, and it's expected to become uh, official today, on, on Thursday. And that is that the NFL will cut the preseason in half. Uh, The expectation, at least from the report from Pro Football Talk, was that weeks one and four would be cut from the preseason. So a little different than what I expected. I thought they would slash the first two weeks of the preseason and leave the last two weeks, but they're going to take it from both ends, which I can understand that too, because that means now it gives uh, each team... It'll give them about three weeks now, a little over three weeks from the time they get to training camp to the time they actually have their first preseason game. We, we knew that they at least needed that extended time because, as we know, these teams haven't even touched the field yet. You know, Everything has been online or through Zoom. Yeah, obviously, players have been working out on their own on the field. Like We saw that video floating around of Russell Wilson working out with Antonio Brown. But as far as like, a team setting, obviously... They haven't been on the field like that. So uh, especially teams like the Panthers with new coaches, new rosters, things like that, you need that practice time to just build some uh, some camaraderie. So that extra time now between the start of training camp and the first preseason game, which for now would be at the Patriots. But because of... You know, of course, the way these original schedules were set up and the weeks that are being slashed, like the Panthers, for example, that would leave them with two road games. You know, cutting weeks one and four means that some teams are left with two road games, some teams are left with two home games. Obviously, the league doesn't want that. The expectation as well is that they're going to adjust the schedule so that every team is one home, one away. Because obviously, it wouldn't be fair for some teams to not have to travel at all were versus some teams having to travel twice and you know these teams also the the league also wants to make sure that every stadium is ready for uh for actual regular season games uh when when we get to that point make sure you know they can test everybody make sure the field's safe everything is uh in good good enough shape that they can actually have these games so the expectation is that they're going to play one home and one away game and the NFL and the NFLPA is having a conference call 
uh, to discuss the preseason because there's even reports now saying that the Players Association might not even be for two preseason games. In fact, if you follow Twitter, or if you if you guys saw on Twitter, uh, Adam Schefter, of course, tweeted about the preseason being cut in half, and then Brandon McManus, uh, the kicker for the Denver Broncos, uh, retweeted him with a comment saying, basically saying he doesn't even think it's going to be two. He's saying, you know, be ready, and it sounds like the players are going to fight for just one preseason game, if not any preseason games. Um, so this is going to be an interesting battle regarding how many preseason games. I think the one thing we can safely say, this was probably, or I should say last year, was probably the last four-game preseason we will ever see in the NFL. I think this basically, you know, obviously this is due to the coronavirus, but remember we're also soon to usher in an era, whether it's 21 or 22, I, I think probably more likely 22, but possibly in 21. But as we know, we're soon going into an era where there's going to be a 17-game regular season, and the NFL has the ability to shorten the preseason because of that, and I think we can safely assume that they are going to do that, whether they cut just one preseason game, make it a three-game preseason, or even a two-game preseason. But the days of a four-game preseason... I think are officially in the book. So now again, how they're going to alter the schedule is going to be interesting. Are they going to take, are they just going to let the teams keep who they're going to play in weeks two and three and just switch venues if need be? So for example, the Panthers now are left with games against the Patriots and the Ravens. So at least that means they'll probably still get to see Cam Newton uh, in the preseason, but they're left right now with games against the Patriots and the Ravens. Are they going to take one of those games and move it to Charlotte's? Because again, the two games that are, you know, being cut right now, if we're cutting weeks one and four, were the two home games for the Panthers in the preseason. That was against the Jaguars and the Steelers. So are they going to just switch one of the currently scheduled games to Charlotte's? Are they going to cut one of those and move one of weeks one or four? And have them play that instead. I'm, you know, I'll be curious how they, how they move around this preseason schedule, you know, with only a little over a month in advance. Because, you know, I'm sure too, teams now have to obviously adjust travel arrangements, hotel arrangements, things like that. But, um, you know, we'll be, it'll be certainly interesting to track when it actually comes out. Again, not just where the games are going to be played and who they play, but if they're even going to play two preseason games, you know, are they going to, are the players going to fight for less preseason games if they play preseason games at all? Could we have a season now where, where there's zero preseason games and you just go right to the regular, you basically just have your, you just have an extended training camp because at that point, that's what we're looking for. Cause I think they've already also done away with joint practices, which you know, is also understandable. You know, you want to try to limit groups as much as possible like this. So, uh, no joint practices was kind of a no-brainer. So, that's... As, and as far as the Panthers go with a situation like that, like, obviously, that's going to hurt them a bit because, I mean, again, you're talking a brand-new coaching staff uh, and, and 
basically a whole new roster. I mean, you've got a new quarterback. Now, again, the advantage that uh, Teddy Bridgewater has is he's worked with Joe Brady before when they were both with the Saints. So they have that little bit of advantage. But again, um, it's it's not just knowing the offense. It's the fact, of course, that these are all brand new receivers that have had no prior experience with Teddy Bridgewater. So it's a whole new crew that Teddy's working with. The defense obviously has a lot of new faces that they got to work in. So, you know, this was one of those teams that this preseason and this training camp was very, very important for. And not only now are you losing preseason games and losing some time on the field, but there's also a chance that you're losing roster spots. You know, there's there's speculation floating around too that you're not going to see a 90-man roster. That, that could get cut to maybe 80 or even 75. And for a team like the Panthers that have all these new faces and all these guys trying to fight for jobs, that's tough. You know, and obviously across the league. I mean, you cut 75 players, that's 15 players per team that aren't going to get a shot. And quick math tells you that 15 times 32 is 480. So that's 480 players. If they cut to 75, 480 players across the league that would not get an opportunity to fight for a roster spot because of the shortened, uh, because of the the shortened roster size, and again the the fewer preseason games means those players that are on the roster that are fighting for a spot now have less of an opportunity to showcase themselves on the field in game situations, whether it's offense, defense, or even special teams. So that's going to hurt the Panthers' development a little bit because a lot of these young guys just aren't going to have the opportunity because you've got to get those veterans ready. The player, I mean, the fact that they've had no practice time means these these expected starters are going to have to get right on the field and they're going to have to get as many reps as possible, to, you know, to get them to get them game ready, right? So this hurts the young guys and those fringe players. This is going to be this is going to be tough, you know, and it's it's very unfortunate. Um, now I would be for. Now again, we do have the expanded uh, practice squad. Keep in mind, you know, they are expected to expand the the, the practice squad, or at least we talked about in the past. The possibility of expanding the practice squad to uh, 16. So at least you would have about 70 players that you can carry on your roster. But again, practice reps are already limited because of... Um, and I, I didn't get the chance to look into that. I don't know how they changed. Um, I imagine it hasn't changed much in regards to practice time and um, how many practices you, you can have with full gear... Because uh, we know, like with the last CBA, those kind of practices were very limited. So you already, you know, these young guys already didn't have much time to prove themselves on the field. Now we multiply that because of no OTAs and because of potential shortened roster sizes and because of a potential shortened preseason if we have a preseason at all so all those undrafted free agents that the Panthers brought in like Omar Bayless and Sam Tecklenburg and all the others Cam Sutton just to name a few their chances of making the roster definitely take a hit because of this now we 
we talked about Cam Sutton for a moment, how he might have a decent shot because that third tight end spot for the Panthers is wide open behind Ian Thomas and Chris Manhurts, especially after the Panthers cut Seth the Valve, who was likely going to be that third tight end. So that third spot is open for a guy like Cam Sutton. But some of these other guys, I mean, they're going to have to work their tail off uh, once July, or, well, I should say July 21st. That's, you know, as we touched on before, that right now is the expected plan uh, for rookies. You know, they're saying July 28th is across the league when all teams report, but they're going to allow uh, rookies and, of course, some players to uh, to report earlier. We, we talked uh, about Matt Rule's plan right now in that July 21st is when rookies will report and July 23rd is their goal for uh, the quarterbacks and other injured players to report to camp. So from July 21st, those rookies need to hit the ground running uh, if, if they want a shot at unseating some of these veterans. So without a doubt now with how training camp is being affected, the Carolina Panthers are definitely going to be one of the more fascinating teams to follow across the entire league, I think, in regards to how quickly they're able to develop a lot of this young talent and how how quickly they can get them ready for uh, for game, game competition. We already expect the Panthers are not going to win a lot of games. This will probably knock them back a little bit. Um, but at least, you know, if there's a... If there's a silver lining in all this, it's that they're going to have a top 10 pick most likely again next year. So they'll get a very good player, whether they decide to go after a quarterback, whether they go after, you know, um, one of the top edge rushers. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be in a position for Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. But they'll get a very strong player and then that development will just keep on going and... You know, there's still light at the end of the tunnel, I think, with this team. But um, it's kind of a small hole, if you think about it. It's, it's You could see it, but it's very far away right now. Especially with uh, this speed bump, we'll call it. Or speed bumps, uh, plural. So, If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's a tough situation. Uh, obviously, every team's got to deal with it, but certainly team some teams are going to be better equipped to handle it, I think, than others. And unfortunately, the Panthers right now are one of those teams that are going to be hurt by the, uh, the lack of preseason and the uh, fewer number of training or uh, of yeah of training camp spots so you know we'll see it'll it'll be fun to track but um it's 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 going to be a unique challenge for all of us so you know we just here's hoping um one other one or actually a couple other things i want to talk about and in fact this was an interesting story i want to touch on cam newton's contract real quick uh in a, in a bit but there was also this story that came out uh, in regards to 
fan attendance at games this season. And that is, apparently the league is considering a scenario now where they'll allow fans in the stadium, but they'll have to sign some kind of liability waiver uh, for COVID-19. Which, that, I, I don't know, that would be interesting. Uh, Daniel Kaplan of uh, SB or um, Sports Business Journal, excuse me, is, is reporting this, um, and this is from his article. So I'll, I'll quote, quote right from his article. He writes: The NFL is considering requiring fans attending games this season to sign liability waivers, shielding the teams from COVID-19 lawsuits. Sources said. The waiver proposal is likely to be forwarded to clubs by the middle of next week as part of a broad range of league-recommended best practices for reopening stadiums amid the coronavirus pandemic. It is probably something you do electronically, just trying to figure out the operational challenges associated with the waivers, said one source familiar with plans under development by the Stadium Reopening Working Group, headed by NFL Senior Vice President of Security, Kathy Lanier. Just have to work out how to best do that. I don't know. How would you guys feel about that? You know, if if you're out there, if you're listening to this now, you know, think about, just think about this for a minute. Are you willing now to attend a Panthers game if you have to sign a liability waiver from the NFL regarding COVID-19? You know, just, just think about that a minute. Um, because... I can't imagine this is going to go over too well with a lot of people. Obviously, you're going to have people that are on both sides of the fence. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of people that are on both sides of the fence regarding just wearing a mask, but that's a different story. This is, you know, this is obviously basically saying come to our games at your own risk. This is on top of all these teams coming out now, like uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Houston Texans, uh, the Chicago Bears, and a couple other teams, have sent memos to season ticket holders that they could basically skip this season if they want to and have no penalty. They'll still have their seats for 2021. So between that and between these uh, these waivers, I mean, it's it's hard to figure out you know, I think we could safely guarantee at this point that the preseason would be played without fans. Regular season is a totally different story, and my guess right now is this is going to be a team-by-team basis. I don't think the Panthers have said anything regarding that, but it feels like it's going to be a team-by-team case, you know, similar to uh, what Major League Baseball is doing but with uh, with their fan attendance. We, we talked before about that, and I mentioned... Uh, the San Francisco Giants have already said they're not going to have fans. The NFL will probably end up being the same thing. You know, it's just a matter of can these teams uh, adhere to local and state guidelines and you know make it safe for for fans. You know, I'll give you an example. The Philadelphia Eagles, if I'm guessing right now would probably not have fans at their stadium because Philadelphia is still a little bit... It's not as bad as it once was. But Philadelphia is still a little bit of a hot spot regarding COVID-19. 
And then obviously you have the three states in California, Texas, and Florida that have seen, or excuse me, Arizona, Texas, and Florida that have seen rises in cases. And oh, by the way, that's six of the 32 NFL teams in those three states. So, what's what's going to be the risk factor here, you know, and, and how are fans going to how are fans going to handle this? You know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans out there that are going to sign this waiver no problem. I mean, let, let's be honest. There's people out there that are still dying to go to an NFL game and will probably do whatever it takes. So there's probably people out there that will sign a waiver uh, not even read it. They'll they'll just be like, hand me the paper, I'll sign it. While others, you know, they might not think it's worth it. You know, me, I mean, I don't know. I will admit I do have tickets to a game out in Pittsburgh this year. But I'm not expecting to be at that game in Pittsburgh this year. I'll be, I'll be quite honest. I have a, a pretty decent feeling that there will not be fans at that game. And this is pretty early in the season. You know, we're talking, this is around the middle of October. This is week five that I would be going out there. So is this going to be, you know, quelled enough in three months uh, for fans to go? I'm not so sure. I could definitely see a scenario at this point, you know, kind of on the flip side of the whole team-by-team thing, I could also see a scenario where, the NFL just says, you know what, we're not going to have any fans. We're going to play the regular season, we're going to have all the games, but we're going to have zero fans at all these games. And the NFL is the type of league that's going to put their foot in the ground, I think, and make sure that the season starts on time. College, of course, has become a different story. You know, there's still people that think that the college season should be pushed back to the spring. In fact, we just saw the supplemental draft is going to be axed. But the NFL, they're not going to do that. They are dead set, I think, on September 10th. The night of September 10th, we are going to be watching the Chiefs against the Texans. That is the NFL's... You know, you, you probably talk to anybody in the NFL. That is what they're going to tell you. You are going to see the Texans against the Chiefs on the night of September 10th. So, we'll see. Like I said, just just think about that for a minute. Are you willing to sign the waiver that is being floated around in some NFL circles? Sign a waiver basically saying that you will not sue the NFL or the teams if you happen to catch COVID-19. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. One last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here, and I mentioned it in the beginning, or a, a little bit before, not, not necessarily the beginning, but that is the details on the Cam Newton contract with 
the New England Patriots. And as expected, you know, as, as we talked about, as was kind of floated around, it is a is basically a veteran minimum for for Cam Newton. It is a $1.05 million contract, which is the veteran minimum-based salary for a player of his stature. But only 550000 of that is guaranteed. He can get the remaining $6.45 million in incentives and per game roster bonuses. That's how that's how he could get to seven and a half million dollars. The other interesting note about this, you know, according to Jason Lock and Fora, is that there is no clause in his contract that would restrict the franchise tag next year. So in other words, the New England Patriots now have every right to slap the franchise tag on Cam Newton in 2021. And that would pay Cam Newton probably about $32 million. You know, I think Dak Prescott had about like $31 million with his franchise tag, and his was the exclusive franchise tag. But that's that's one of the key things to note here. So Cam Newton could have a really strong season for the Patriots, and the Patriots can just say, okay, we'll, we'll just slap the tag on you. You know, because we've seen, um, you know, we'll use Tom Brady as an example. Um, in Tom Brady's contract, it says the Buccaneers cannot slap the franchise tag on him. You know, he, the expectation is that Brady's going to be in Tampa, obviously, for two years. And then after his contract expires, when he becomes a free agent, Tampa Bay cannot place the franchise tag on on Tom Brady, so it would ensure that he hits free agency. That clause is not in Cam Newton's contract, so the Patriots, if they want to, can slap the tag on Cam Newton after this season, or they could let him walk and get a third-round compensatory pick for him, which, again, as, as we touched on before, would basically replace the third-round pick that they are going to lose in 2021 because of all the you know that videotaping scandal that they had but those are the so those are the options and that's the contract now for cam newton and again it's still pretty crazy that the total value of his contract is seven and a half million dollars and that most likely involves you know, him maybe being, like, um, active for every game and probably, uh, you know, maybe starting some games or hitting, uh, hitting escalators or whatever you have him, hitting certain uh, milestones during the season. So, but still, I mean, seven or seven and a half million dollars means he's making less than, of course, a lot of other quarterbacks like a Marcus Mariota like a Taysom Hill, like a uh, like a Derek Carr. There's, there's a lot of names that you could certainly argue are not at the talent level of Cam Newton, but are going to now make more money this season than Cam Newton. So obviously it's a big hit money-wise for Cam Newton, who would have made 
what, about $18 million, I think, had the Panthers decided to keep him. Now he'll make, at most, $7.5 million. But again, he plays well enough. He either gets the franchise tag from the Patriots or he gets a huge multi-year deal from another team. So this is this is the ultimate prove-it year for one of the ultimate prove-it players in Cam Newton. He shows he's healthy. He shows he can lead a team back. He'll get his big contract back. So he's going to be, like we've said before, he's going to be so fascinating to watch this entire season. You know, not just from a, a standpoint of how the Patriots are going to utilize his their offense around him, but just his health and just how he can carry a team and him trying to earn that big money again. So, a lot to look forward to. Again, hopefully we get a chance to see it, um, especially with the shortened preseason. Who knows how much Cam Newton is going to play in the preseason, and if we even have a preseason at all. So, that's that'll be that'll be talked about later Thursday uh, they're they're gonna talk about the preseason whether they're gonna shorten it to two whether they're gonna you know maybe they'll shorten it to one and again maybe they'll just cut it all together and the next game we play will simply just be the regular season opener on September 10th so a lot to look forward to and we'll try to keep tabs of it all here on the podcast but with that, I think it's a good time, good spot to wrap it up here. Thank you, as always, for spending some of your day with me. Really appreciate it. And hope you guys hope to see you guys here next time on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, Billy Rossetti signing off. We'll see you soon. Take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.